my name is Drew Tremblay, and I am titleless at this time because I'm starting my own business. So can you tell me about your uh, mental health journey? Um, so my mental health journey kind of starts with my ideas of being a business owner. Um, as uh, uh, a while ago, I've always had the mind of an entrepreneur. Um, I started as a sixth grade teacher. I went to school and I have a degree in elementary education. Um, I used to coach swimming. I was a swimmer, trained, uh, trained athletes, and I got into education. And uh, as I watched kids develop and grow up, I started to get these ideas of how could I better uh, serve these kids. And my first idea of a business was in counseling. Uh, I wanted to be a youth counselor. I kind of wanted to change the idea of counseling. I wanted to flip it on its head. Um, as a teacher, you get to be with kids nine months out of the year, eight hours a day, five days a week, and you can make a really big impact on a kid. But you have 30 to 32 of these kids in your classroom. As a counselor, you meet one-on-one -on -one with a kid. However, you're meeting with them maybe once a week, once every other week. So was there, is there, would there have been a way to merge those two together and make a big impact on kids? Um, I didn't do that. I then kept taught teaching. And then small, small ideas came into my mind. I remember one time I was uh, with a sixth grader who's very technologically savvy and he played Pokemon. And I'm thinking, hey, when I was a kid, I played Pokemon. At that same time, the app Waze was popular. And I thought, I wonder if you could find a way to combine Waze and Pokemon and play with people as you're driving by them. And then a year later, a game called Pokemon Go came out. I didn't tell anyone about it, so it obviously wasn't my idea. Um, but I'm thinking, man, I got to do something. I'm not going to live my life and never try something. I got books and paid and notebooks and notebooks full of just different ideas. Uh, so middle of 2010s, I actually went out and I started my own company. I started a swimming program. In the mornings, I taught swim lessons and I trained some trainers. I also was able to train lifeguards. So I started a lifeguarding program in the afternoons. I started a, a swim team. And I quickly realized that at that point in my life, business wasn't for me. I was too young. I didn't have the business side of it. And I jumped into the corporate world. Um, and I know your question was uh, kind of my mental health journey. And this is at this point in my life, uh, I loved it. My, I, I felt I was mentally strong. I, was, I went into sales. I became a sales manager. I was actually using the same skills I learned in education with adults. It's funny because the way I ran a sales team of 35 sales reps was not too much different than the way I ran a sixth grade classroom. <laughs> you know, adults are just more opinionated and more stubborn. Um, so I was loving it. It was a multi-billion dollar company. Um, I never thought I could get to where I was. My wife was able to quit her job and be uh, what she always wanted to be, which was a full-time mom. Uh, I got to show my kids a world that they had never seen before. And then COVID hit. Um, and to me, COVID wasn't much different than before COVID. We didn't, my, my company didn't really shut down. We were designated as essential. Um, but I did spend three weeks right when COVID hit at home. I worked from home for three weeks. Um, and I learned two things. One, in a corporate world, I can't work from home. Uh, my kids uh, always wanted my attention and I, they, it was just crazy. But on the other side of it, I learned how valuable it was to spend time with my family. Before COVID, my mindset was, I'm going to run up the corporate ladder 
I'm going to get as many accolades as I possibly can. I'm going to make as much money as I possibly can. And then when I retire 65, 70, 75 years old, I'll just kick back, relax, and spend time with my family. And that same time period, I read a book um, that told this story of if you were able to write the speeches of everyone that attended your 85th birthday, what would they say about you? And I realized I wouldn't have any speeches because no one would be there. I would have all my awards. I'd have all my money. I'd have all my accolades, but I wouldn't have anyone there. I would have left people behind, uh, including my family. And so those three weeks that I worked at home from COVID really had a big impact on me. After those three weeks, I went back to work uh, office every single day and went back to my normal life and loved, loved it. But I kept having this feeling in my head of I need to be with my family. And that's where I started to go down. And that's where within about 12 to 18 months, I hit the lowest of my lows. Um, I was struggling. I couldn't find ways to be with my family and then live and, and work my corporate life because the way I work, I give it my all. I leave the morning, my house at four in the morning. I get home at six in the afternoon. Every time I got home, I was stressed out. I was frustrated. So all my interactions with my kids and my wife were just uh, uh, stressful. Bedtime was the worst time of the day because it was an hour of just trying to get my kids in bed so that I could sit down and relax when they actually wanted to spend time with me. Um, and it just kind of crushed my mental state. Um, I would say I've probably never been lower in my life. And then I, I, I hit the, I hit a point where I needed to do something about it. I had tried alcohol. I had tried drugs and I said, none of those work. They worked for a time. Um, but I had to take responsibility. I had to use my faith, my strength to do it uh, the, the way I was supposed to. And that's where me and my wife started to talk. Well, what if we just did something on our own? And we had, again, now all the ideas started flowing in, all these business ideas, all these thoughts. But we never did it because I never put a date on a calendar to say this is when I would stop. I was comfortable. I was comfortable making the corporate money. I was comfortable living in the corporate world. Um, and we just at night in the car and at the dinner table, we just talk about these fun, cool ideas until this year, this year, the beginning of this year, my wife and I decided we are going to put a date on the calendar. We're going to put a date on the calendar of when we're going to be out of this corporate rat race and we're going to try something on our own. And sure enough, uh, we put a date in the middle of June. I told my, my, my boss, Hey, back in March, Hey, I'm done in the middle of June. Uh, here's why uh, they appreciated it. I stuck around till June, and I just in June I uh, promoted myself to perf uh, to a customer, and I'm living at home with my wife, and we are now in the business of coffee. I've loved coffee my whole life, uh, and we are starting a mobile coffee shop where we will uh, service the community. I'll be able to bring my kids along with me. My nine year old daughter, she can't wait to run the register. I told her, "Hey, you're going to get all the any tip that someone gives you, you get to keep it." I kind of get to teach my daughter's business. I got to spend time with my family. And then uh, we're going to see where it goes from there. What is it like having your wife as a business partner? Um, well, I'll take it one step further than that. My wife is now my boss. <laughs> uh, she is the CEO of our company, uh, which has been really interesting. I remember when the, the last few sales meetings I ran before before I left, um, I was talking to my sales reps about how I work with them and how I run uh, how I how I interact with them and coach them. And I'm thinking, now I got to take this and I got to do that same thing with my wife. The thing is, you guys come to me for everything that I uh, 
uh, want to say. And my wife is complete opposite. She doesn't take my ideas. I got to tell someone else what to say to my wife. And then she's like, oh, yeah, that, that's a good idea. But I couldn't be more happy. Um, it's been great. Um, I think we make an extremely good team. Um, and I'm hoping through this that not only can I use my story to help impact others. Um, I mean, my biggest goal is just I need I want to help people become the best versions of themselves. Like I'm trying to be the best version of myself individually. Now, to me, together, me and my wife showing people how you can work together through business, through personal life, everything, um, and still be successful and not tear each other apart. And uh, it, it's we're, we're hoping to be a good story for many. I have a similar story to you. I worked uh, corporate TV and uh, I was making decent money, but it wasn't making me happy i didn't feel like i was making a difference so once that happens it just frees your your brain to come up mm -hmm. with things yeah was that a similar feeling oh yeah for sure i mean the, the like I, I mean i have already said it but the biggest thing for me was the struggle of knowing i wasn't happy but not wanting to leave the comfort of my job you know i just and i think a lot of people they just they're so okay with being comfortable that they allow that comfort to mask other things that are going on. The second I told people that I was what I was doing, whether it be through work or through the community, I can't think of one person. I would say almost every single person I said to, you know what they said to me? They said, man, I've always wanted to do something like that. I've always wanted to do that. And now that I've done it, my next thought is then why not why haven't you you know there was a we actually went and looked at a trailer a coffee trailer down in san diego and it was a younger guy he said I, i've been wanting to serve coffee since i was 14 and he bought this nice trailer and i said well why are you selling it and he says life's just caught up to me i my my wife is pregnant and i'm helping out my family and it's just not the right time and i said to him i said i'm i'm trying i'm here to try to buy this from you and I don't think you should sell it. Like, why? When is it ever going to be the right time? And everyone says it's not the right time, but it never is going to be the right time. You just got to do it. How important is it for you to create a community atmosphere with your coffee? Um, I mean, that's that's my main goal. Actually, I mean, like I said, I have notebooks full of different business ideas. Um, I actually randomly acquired a bunch of nice podcast equipment, uh, which, again, is another avenue that we're going to go. Just me and my wife sitting behind a microphone and just uh, starting a podcast, whether it be through our inspiration or having others like you yourself is doing and other people coming on and telling their stories. Um, but that kind of an idea is kind of what formed one side of this coffee idea. It's way back, I don't know, 2009, 2010. I was in Denver, Colorado. Um and I've grown up all over the world. I've seen the poorest of the poor. I've lived in third world countries. And I was in Denver, Colorado, and I saw a bunch of homeless people. And some of them, you know, were they, whether it be mental struggles or life struggles. But I could just tell there were some people that I saw that were, that's that's just the life they chose. That's the way they wanted to go. And right there, I thought, man, I wish I could just have a camera. And I could just find these people and I could just sit down with them and just, hey, what's your story? Why are you at where you're at today? Whether it be positive, whether it be negative, whether it be you're at the pinnacle of your life or you're at the lowest of your life, what got you here? You know, what steps in your life got you here? And I think not necessarily I'm going to ask every single one of my customers, you know, why are you at where you're at in life? Um, but it's a way, you know, coffee builds community. 
And that's one reason why we didn't want to go brick and mortar. We went uh, coffee trailer because we can travel around and see these communities and build these communities. And I can start to just meet people, uh, hear their stories, show, uh, share my stories. And obviously that can coincide uh, with a podcast just to listen. You know, there, everyone likes to talk. No one likes to listen and people want people to listen. So if I can be a good listener and just hear people's stories, uh, I'm hoping to make a big impact. What are some of the things that motivate you? Um, well, I mean, personal growth was a big motivator of mine, uh, uh, realizing that um, you, th there's a lot more than worldly things that can really get you out of a struggle, get you out of a hole. Um, and so it started with my personal growth and getting out from my low and getting to where I am today. Um, and now it's being able to give this joy, uh, this happiness, this excitement to other people that have gone through or are now going through that same thing. And I think we're just living in a world today that there's a lot of people struggling and a lot of people don't know how to get out of that struggle. And I just think if I could get my head, my brain, the way I think, the way I live, the way I act into others and they can feel that same way, um, making Honestly, just putting a smile on someone's face and making them happy is probably my biggest motivator.